Thank you for downloading the podcast. We pray the Word of God will richly bless you today. Now let's get right into the Word with Pastor Rusty Martin. In your Bibles, quickly, we'll teach the Word for just a few minutes tonight. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, right after the book of Psalms, is the book of Proverbs. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 4, let's look there at verse 20. Verse 20 of Proverbs chapter 4, My son, everybody say, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Now, I like this. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now, let me read that verse 22 again. For they, now we know that word they is what? The word of God. God's word. So we could say it like this. God's word is life for me and health for my flesh. Are you here tonight? Let me say that again. God's word is life for me and health for my Literally, one translation says this, that it's God's medicine. Amen? That the word of God is God's medicine. Did you know no matter what disease, no matter what affliction, no matter what type of injury you may have gotten, no matter how uh, diseased your body may be, you can be healed by the word of God. I thank God for the gifts of healing that, that, that are imparted by the Holy Ghost, uh, for the power that's in the name of Jesus. Remember, that's how the man at the gate beautiful was healed, by the power that's in the name of Jesus. I thank God for all of the great anointings and giftings that many ministers have. But the good news is, you can be healed by the Word of God. And I want you to know this, you can stay healed by the Word of God. That's one of the things you have to realize that if you are healed by a gifting, by an anointing, by the power of God being ministered to you, you're going to have to keep that healing by the Word of God. You say, well, how does that operate or how does that work? Well, the same way it works for everything else. You've got to learn to speak the Word over your own body. A lot of people so judge themselves by the way they feel. They feel good. If they feel good, they do this. If they feel dumb, if they don't feel good, they don't do this. You've got to make a decision not to allow your body to tell you what to do or what not to do. I like what one preacher said. Get up and tell your body how it feels instead of allowing your body to tell you how it feels. You say, how do I do that? Well, by the Word of God. You've got to get up and begin to confess every day. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Your Word is medicine to me. Your Word is life to me. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead. That is my salvation. That is my healing. That is my preservation. That is my soundness. That is my safety. That is my deliverance. For Jesus was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. By his stripes I'm healed. The law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes me free, sets me free from the law of sin and death. You know, that one word, that one, that one scripture in Romans chapter 8, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ sets me free from the law of sin and death was used by a man back in the around 1910 to about 1912. There was a pneumonic plague that hit in Africa. He was a missionary there. His name was John G. Lake. They brought a ship from England and it began to uh, uh, help minister to many of the Africans that got the pneumonic plague. When they got there, they found John G. Lake right in the middle of all of them, preaching, prophesying, laying hands on them and getting them healed. So they asked the scientists and doctors that were aboard the ship, ask him, 
What preventative are you using to keep you from getting the pneumonic plague? He said this. I'm using one scripture in Romans chapter 8. It says the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets me free from the law of sin and death. The doctors and scientists on this ship actually did an experiment with Lake in which they took uh, the people that died of the pneumonic plague. It caused a foam to rise up out of their lungs, a bloody foam. And in that foam was all of the contagious germs that caused that plague to spread. They took a slide of that, put it on a microscope, had John G. Lake touch it and quote that scripture, and every one of those germs died just like that. Shows you how powerful the Word of God is. So when you get that word in your heart, get it in your mouth and get it in your spirit, that's when it'll work for you. So every day you ought to be taking your prescription, your gospel, amen? You ought to be speaking the word of God over your health, over your body, over your all that has to do with your physical being, amen? Now notice what it says here. Let me read again from verse 20. My son, here's the first key, here's the first point, attend to my word, amen? Well, if you give attention to something, that means you're putting an effort toward it. Amen. I mean, if I went to my house and, and there was a situation going on there with my plumbing and I had to attend to that, I would have either to attend to it or ignore it. Well, if I ignore it, it don't get any better. Eventually, I'm going to have to give it some attention. Amen. If I've got a problem with my car, get out of my car and it doesn't start. Well, I could probably walk home from here, but eventually, I'm going to have to come back to the parking lot and give some attention to my car. Well, the same thing's true of the Word of God. Give some attention to the Word of God. Get into the Word of God. Study, meditate, read the Scriptures, confess them over yourself. Incline thine ear. One translation. Lean on, lean toward with the intention of leaning on. Incline thine ear unto thy saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes. You ought to keep a Bible open all around your house at all times. Or at any different point, you could go over there and look at a Scripture. Amen. It says, let them not depart from thine. Keep them in the midst of my heart. For they are life, everybody say life, unto those that find them, health to all thy flesh. Now notice verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Now this connects us speaking the word, standing on the word, and the word being our medicine with guarding our heart. Another way you could say it would be like this. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Now, this morning we taught on offense. If we were to use a, a different subjects that hindered receiving, one of the main ones would be offense. Offended people don't receive anything from God because they're offended. If they're offended at the Word, they're not going to receive from the Word. If they're offended at people, they're not going to receive from people. Or if they're offended at other people, if they're excuse me, if they're offended at the way God does things, they're not going to receive. Or if they're offended at their neighbor. Many times, the issue of offense rises up in people's life because they have not taken time to guard their heart. Amen. You say, well, what do you mean like that? Guarding your heart means to take the Word of God and let it set the standard around your heart. Listen, if you depend on people, they'll always let you down. If you depend on government, government will let you down. If you depend on your job, there may be a time in which your job, your business, your career, your education, just about everything in life, well, let me just say just about everything in life, everything in the life has the potential to let you down and disappoint you. And if you let that affect your life, it can affect your health. There's so many people. I just heard this on the radio on my way home from church today. Now, this blew my mind. 
On the way home from church, I heard this on the radio. It said that there are more people in mental hospitals in America right now than there are people with cancer, heart disease, or any other disease combined. It said you take all of the diseases combined and there's not as many people in the hospital with those diseases as there are in the hospital with mental issues. Now, now listen, here's the thing. We're not against that. We want every person that has any mental issues to be healed. Depression, a bipolar, whatever it may be, you can be healed of that. But the thing is, many times these issues rise up because of our unwillingness to guard our heart. Listen, don't just throw your heart out there and let anybody run on it, jump on Don't let yourself be built up with unrealistic expectations. Don't let people continually wound you. Let me just, this is an important point. I don't know who this is for tonight. But if you're in a situation in life where there's an individual that can continually hurt you and continually wound you, you need to pray about that situation and get to a point in your life where that individual is unable to wound you anymore. They may do the same thing to you. They may say the same thing to you. But you've grown in your spirit to the point where their behavior and activity does not rip your heart out of your chest and make you hurt and leave you in pain. It's amazing how people, you know, it's amazing. I don't know why they do it. The cruelty of people many times when people can figure out that they can manipulate you. They can push your button. Amen. They know that if they say this or if they say that or if they do this or if they do that, they're going to get a negative response from you and they know that your whole day is going to be messed up because you have responded in that way toward them. You've got to get to the place in your life and your spiritual growth to where no matter what they do to you, no matter what they say to you, no matter how they act towards you, you're going to walk in forgiveness, you're going to walk in love, you're not going to be offended and it will literally disarm them and they will not be able to cause your heart to be messed up any longer I said, you got to guard your heart you got to guard your heart unrealistic fantasies in your mind listen God will give you a dream not a fantasy I said God will give you a dream not a fantasy I've been around uh, people you know in the ministry you see people like this all the time they got this great big it's not a dream it's a fantasy you know, I'm going to have this airplane. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do And here they are down here, you know, preaching little old meetings for $50 a night. Now, I'm not against anybody's faith growing to that point. But many times, if you stretch too far, you stretch beyond the vision of where God wants you to be. I'm not believing God for a billion dollars. I'm working on my first million. I'm talking about for the church and for the ministry. Amen. I'm not believing God for some unrealistic thing. I mean, I'm believing God we're going to be able to build an auditorium to seat about 1,000 to 1,500 people, that we're going to be able to house all the ministries of the church comfortably, that all the crowded situations that we have right now are going to be relieved at least for the next four or five years. Amen. I'm believing God that we're going to have plenty of room to park. We're going to have our own property. We're not going to lease anymore. It's going to give us an identity in the community. We're going to have a beautiful sign out there with letters and everything flashing on it, island church, all that kind of stuff. Amen. Beautiful landscaping and flowers, a place that's secure that we can lock up. There won't be a dollar store right next door. We're not against dollar store, but amen, we want to be a church. Amen. I'm not saying, well, you know, we're going to get, we're going to get, the, we're going to get the convention center. There was a church that started here on the island. The pastor was one of my Bible school students. He came to me and said, God's going to give me the Moody Center. 
I said, really? Now, we had checked on the Moody Center and holding meetings there, and you couldn't do it because there was close to, what was it, $2 million to do asbestos abatement out of the building. But they got out there and did a Jericho march around it. They prophesied. They had prophets come in and prophesy to them. Here's a little church of 20 or 30. And I told him, I said, even if God's told you that, you shouldn't tell your people that. You're a church of 25 people. How are you going to believe God for the Moody Center? It may be that you'll get the Moody Center one day, but you've got to let your faith grow to that point. Don't get up and announce it. If it's truly God, God will work it out, and he'll tell you when to do it. Oh, no, he wouldn't hear that. No, we're going to have the Moody Center. We're going to have 10,000 people. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I said, well, praise God. I believe God with you. And it wasn't too long till you know what they did? They tore it down. What are you going to do with your vision now? And the problem is now the church doesn't, they didn't guard their heart. Didn't guard their personal heart. Didn't guard the heart of the ministry. Amen. Don't, don't, don't get involved in unrealistic things. Make it practical. Make your dreams. God will make your dreams practical and accessible. It won't be some fantasy. Amen. So, Guard your heart. Everybody say, guard your heart. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Now, Mark chapter 11, real quick, we'll close with this. Your heart is guarded best by walking in forgiveness. Forgiveness is the penicillin of the spirit realm. Amen. Let me say that again. Forgiveness is the penicillin. It is the cure-all. It is the one thing that if you will choose to walk in, it will help perfect your love walk. It will keep your faith online. It will help you to dream the right dream, to have the right vision, to walk in health, prosperity, and blessing. It will keep your joy level at a good place in your life. And I want you to know, you will be unoffendable if you will be a person that walks in divine forgiveness. Now, we know the Scripture very well. Mark 11, verse 22, 23, 24. It says, Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in their heart, but believe those things which they say shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever, excuse me, Whatsoever he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. And, everybody say and, that means it connects it right to that. And when you stand praying, forgive. Now this, this tells you what to do and when to do it. What to do and when to do it. When you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, that your Father, which is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. Now, notice verse 26. Ooh, this is one of those uh-oh verses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. Uh-oh. I don't want no trespasses held against me. I don't, I don't want none of that held. I want to make sure that my heart it's a clean slate. Remember what it said about Jesus. Jesus went into the temple. He found in the temple money changers, those that sold doves, those that did commerce on, an, on a level that was unholy for the temple. The Bible says he took and he knitted him a whip. And he, the Bible says he cleansed the temple. Everybody say cleansed the temple. When he cleansed the temple, then the Bible says, then came unto him in the temple the halt, the, the, the lame, 
the blind and he healed them there. Where? In the cleansed temple. Let me say that again. In the cleansed temple, Jesus did signs. Jesus did wonders. Jesus did miracles. Now, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. What happens many times in our, quote, temple is cluttering takes place. A little offense over here. A little unforgiveness over here. But God knows my heart. Amen. A little not walking in love over here. A little, not, a little doubt and unbelief over here. Amen. Uh, a, a, a little being upset with my brother and sister. Listen, God wants you to get in there and get you a, a whip, a cat of nine tails, and drive out of your temple all that is unholy, all that is unrighteous, all the unbelief, all the unforgiveness, all the doubt. He wants you to enter into the rest of God so that the temple can be cleansed so he can draw the miraculous, the supernatural, and the power into your life. Amen? See, a lot of people, they don't guard their heart. They don't watch. you got to be so careful. Listen, be careful of the relationships you enter into. Young people, be careful of your relationships. Not everybody that says hallelujah is a believer. Not everybody says Jesus, Jesus. You say, what do you mean? Judge people. You say, I thought we're not supposed to judge people. You better judge them. You can get yourself in big trouble. I've seen so many. Oh, man, I was reminded of this the other day. A pastor friend of mine and I were talking. I was in a conference, and there was a pastor, uh, and his wife were there with the pastor's wife's sister. And, and so we were teaching along the line of some of these things of, uh, of guarding your heart and guarding relationships and different things like this during a day meeting in the conference. And the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God came upon me, and God gave me a word of knowledge for this individual. And I went over and stood in front of this individual, and I said, God wants to give you a husband. This lady was about 35 years old. She began to just rejoice. I said, now wait a second, stop rejoicing. She said, why? I said, because God wants you to know that the devil is going to send a counterfeit. And if you fall for that counterfeit, your life is going to be in misery. Well, I wasn't gone from that conference a week, and guess who showed up? During the wedding ceremony, her sisters, who's the pastor's wife, said to her, don't you remember the prophecy that Brother Rusty gave you? She said, I know it, but I cannot help myself. And she married that guy and has lived in misery. I think for the last 17 years, her life has been hell on earth. It paid to listen to the Holy Ghost. It paid to keep your temple cleansed to guard your heart. Amen. Let me just say this. Don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Get out there and believe God for God's best. If you're, how do we get off on this? It's good anyway, amen. I guess it's for the single folks here tonight. Well, I can change them if I if I marry them, I'll change. No, you want they'll change you. Well, I'm afraid I might end up without a husband. I'm afraid I might end up without a wife. You'd be better off without one than to have one that was full of the devil. Amen? You'd be better off without one than to live in misery and have your heart all ripped to pieces and thrown on the floor and stomped on every day. It would be better to be without one. Listen, 
Wives, find a man that prays in the Holy Ghost, that prays in tongues, that tithes, that offers, that'll get up and go to church, that'll, 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 that'll serve God with all of his heart. Uh, husbands, look for a woman full of the Spirit of God that'll pray in tongues with you and agree and raise your children and do the right thing in the kingdom of God. Don't think that you can take somebody that's not already doing it and change their lives and get them to do it because they love you so much. Woo, hallelujah. That's pretty good preaching for a Sunday night, isn't it? I tell you, when I, I traveled two years as a single evangelist, and man, I'm telling you, every pastor and every pastor's wife had somebody, you know, they just, we, there's, there's this lady in our church, you know, and, you know, we know she, we know this and that, and then, oh, we, she's, I'd go, every, when they said that to me, I'd go so far away. I'd just run away. I ran away from Leah for probably nine months. She finally caught up with me, amen? But you know where I met Leah? I'm going to tell you where I met her. The best place to meet women. Men, let me tell you, best place. In an intercessory prayer meeting is where I met her. And she's still in that intercessory prayer meeting now. We're still in that intercessory prayer meeting together. Praying to the Holy Ghost, believing God, standing on the Word of God. Listen, that's guarding your heart because you've only got one life to live. You've only got one heart to guard. You might as well do it and make sure you don't make the mistakes. You say, well, I've already made a mistake. What am I going to do? You trust God. You trust God, amen, and you guard your heart where you're at. You, go, you say, well, I, my, my, my wife or my husband, they don't serve God. What do I do? You sanctify your home. You sanctify your home. You stand as a man or a woman of God, and you don't compromise because you have a mate that does. Let me say that again. You don't compromise because you have a mate that does. And I guarantee you, the Bible says, through your chaste conversation or through your lifestyle that is by the Word of God, you will sanctify your home and you will win them to the Lord. Well, I guess it'll keep us all healthy, amen? So, let me wind up with this. If you do not forgive, that's how we got off on it, Neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you. Walk in forgiveness. Make a decision. You say, you don't know what they've done. Yeah, they did the same thing to me. Amen? Every one of us can hook up with some type of event in our life in which somebody has done something that we have every reason in the world to be mad, to be upset. Amen? Not to be walking in forgiveness, but if you will make a decision. You say, how does that begin? Jesus said, speak to the sycamine tree. Sycamine tree is a type of a willow tree. Plumbers can tell you one of the worst trees to have in your yard is a, is, is a willow tree. Willow trees will get into your plumbing, get into your pipes. It'll tear up your, 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 your it'll get, if you've got underground phone lines or underground uh, electricity, it'll get in there and just wrap around it and just choke it down to nothing. It has roots. See, most trees either has roots that spread out on the ground or go deep down into the ground, peculiar to the, the particular place there. A willow tree does both. A willow tree goes deep and goes out. It spreads its roots in every direction. They say, if you want to see what the root system of a willow tree looks like, look at the tree. Because what you see in the tree is exactly what is underground. Woo! That's how unforgiveness is. Gets into your finances. Gets into your physical health. Gets into your mental health. Gets into every area of your life. 
Jesus said, if you will say, if you will speak to unforgiveness, if you will say, I forgive, Lord. I'm not going to be a person of unforgiveness. I'm not going to harden my heart. I'm going to forgive as an act of guarding my own heart. I'm going to forgive. I know they've hurt me. I know they've harmed me. I know they've done this. I know they've done that. But I am going to guard and protect my heart by speaking forgiveness. I forgive. I forgive and I choose to walk in love. If you will do that, you will guard your heart. For out of it are what? The issues of life. So you don't want your heart messed up because if your heart's messed up, then the issues of your life are going to be messed up. Amen? You say, well, how does that work? Well, if you've got unforgiveness in you, how are you going to make the right decisions toward where to live, who to marry, what financial decisions to make? How are you going to be led by the Spirit of God if you've cut off His ability to communicate to you through offense and unforgiveness? That's why you've got to make a decision. Hey, man, it doesn't matter to me. Like, like, like the old saying goes, water off of a duck's back. We were duck hunting in the rain the other day. Some pastor friends of mine came, and it was just raining away. And you know what them ducks were doing? They were just flying like there was nothing going on. Rain didn't bother them. Storm didn't bother them. They'd land out there, and the decoys be splashing around. And I noticed every duck we shot was not wet. Some of y'all, you need to get a revelation. You say, what do you mean? It's pouring down rain. We're hunting in water, but every duck we shoot is dry. You say, why? Because God put a protection system in them in which they produce a lot of wax and they wax their feathers, and when the rain comes, and when the storm comes, and when unforgiveness comes, and when doubt comes, and when unbelief comes, those old ducks, it just rains on them, and that water just floods, and they act like it's not even raining. It ain't even raining, but it's raining, but it's not raining on me. I'm still dry in the midst of the rain, and that's exactly what God wants for you. He wants you to be dry in the midst of the storm by walking in faith, Walking in the Word of God, allowing God's Word to be your medicine, guarding your heart, and walking in forgiveness. It will keep you healthy in Jesus' name. Amen? Praise the Lord. Lift your hands and worship the Lord. Father, we bless your name. We glorify and exalt you tonight. Lord, you're wonderful. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're great, and we love you tonight. Thank you for your Word. For we declare the entrance of your Word brings light and life to us. And Father, I pray over everyone that's here tonight, if there be anything in them in which there is a question of forgiveness or unforgiveness, offense, issues of life, things that need to be healed, thank you, Father, that your Spirit in them guides them and leads them into all righteousness so that they will understand, be healed of the negative issues of life, Delivered from that which torments and caused trauma and be healed, not just healed, but healed and cleansed and made whole. We thank you for that, Father. As a church, it is our desire to be unoffendable, for us to be a healing center where the Word of God is taught and brings healing and health to people's lives. So, Father, we declare that over ourselves tonight. And we declare here at Island Church that your word is medicine, bringing health and healing, that every time any person sits in these chairs and hears the word of God, they are being healed in their spirit, 
They are being healed in their soul, and they are being healed in their bodies in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you as we leave tonight for our protection. We claim Psalms 91, declaring there shall no evil befall us, neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling place. Lord, as many in the congregation are traveling right now, Father, we pray over their return home, many of our students, many of other of our of our friends and family, Father, protect us. Keep us safe. Whether on the highways, the airways, the seaways, or the railways, we thank you that your protection is upon us. Lord, in the righteous labor of our hands, Lord, in medicine and education and sales and, and, and whatever life's work we have found, thank you, Father, that we're not subject to the trauma nor the terror of that which destroys lives. But, Father, you've given angels. They are in charge. They're encamped round about us that they bear us up, Father, no matter what may come our way. Lord, as we leave tonight, thank you for the door of utterance as we go forth. Thank you that we can be an answer to somebody's prayer, a problem to the adversary, the reacher of the unreached, the lover of the unloved. As we leave tonight, we walk in faith and love toward you, Lord. Lord, as we leave tonight, we walk in love toward one another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the Holy Ghost. Thank you for joining us today. We trust that you enjoyed the podcast. For service times and special events, visit our webpage at www.islandchurchgalveston.com. You can contact us by phone at 409-770-9113. We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. And remember to keep looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith.